House of God. Do you have faith that God is? Or I said, do you have faith that God is? Do you believe in God? You know, these days, charismatic Christians, we don't believe in Apostles' Creed. We don't say the Apostles' Creed. But the Apostles' Creed is what we live by. I believe in in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And in Jesus Christ, his only son. You don't know. See, charismatic Christians, you didn't go to church. (laughs) Suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. I think you should should add it to to the uh, 29. In fact, you have to start it from now. When we do the, uh, we say it before we say our um, confession. Because it's part of the confessions of Christians. Let us not become too sophisticated that we lose the roots. Somebody say roots. The roots. Can you put my picture back? Do you remember my picture of the roots tree? Uh, Put it back. Ah, he still has it. Wow. Have you seen this tree? It's an apple tree. Is it? Is it an apple tree? It's a tree. Colossians chapter 2 verse 6. Colossians chapter 2 verse 6 and 7. It says, As for you therefore, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted, someone say rooted, and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Amen. Let's read verse 7 together. Ready, go. Rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, Abounding in it with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. So here Paul was telling the church that be rooted and be built up in him and be established through faith or in the faith. Amen. Amen. You see, the tree, put the tree back on. The, The tree is made up of the top, which is beautiful and is surrounded with, uh, or it's, it's, uh, it has a lot of fruits, amen. But the fruit and everything is there because of the roots, amen. Charismatic Christians, Pentecostal Christians, Church of God, latter days church people, we like the, the green and the red, we like the, the, the fruits of our, of our uh, salvation. We like the things that God gives. We like everything that pertains to blessings. We like all the finer things. So all the messages we hear, all the preaching, all the sermons that are preached to us are sermons that shows us fruits. Where to find the the apple. God has supplied apple. And if you are going to eat the apple and your mother-in-law or your father-in-law, the demons and the witches in your father's house and mother's house try to come at you, God will strike them down. And then we say amen. Amen. 
Everything is about your enemies. Everything is about your blessing. But we forget that all we have, all we get is as a result of the roots. Amen. So our roots or the thing that roots, that, that strengthens and establishes us, the root of Christianity is so important. It's, it's, it's so sad that faith is not preached in the church anymore. In this, in this day and age. You won't go to church and hear a faith series that goes, how long have we been talking about faith? Sorry? How many? Four weeks or more. I, 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 and I'm nowhere near done. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm nowhere near finishing. We've been doing it for eight weeks. I'm nowhere near finishing. If I've been trying very hard, as you can see, I've been trying hard to finish it quickly so we can talk about something else. But it's nowhere near completion at all. Because that's the most important. Last year we talked about prayer. And we talked for, for how many weeks? Months. You, you see that I'm not interested in teaching you about the blessings. Because the blessings are a matter of course. If the roots are functional and the roots are deep, the blessings are a matter of course. It's academic. Are you with me? So I'm taking my time to teach us the roots. So that when we have the roots, we don't need to run around chasing somebody to pray for us to receive blessing. Because the blessing is a matter of course. When you have a tree that has deep roots and the roots are functioning, it will bear, it will bear fruits. It will be green. Hallelujah. Have you not realized that the trees that have roots like this, when hurricane comes, they don't blow away. Other shallow trees are blown away. Other, you see, trees are very funny uh, things. When you are away, when you are far off, it looks like a big forest. When you get closer, you realize that the trees are standing by themselves. And a tree that looks big, when you look at it in real uh, uh, closely, you realize that some of them, they are very, very, very thin. The, 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 the stem is like this, but the, the, the branches and the leaves make it look very big. But when the wind comes, hurricane comes, then you know which tree was really real and which tree was not. Jesus said that in, the, in that day, some people said that we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name. He said, depart from me. All you wear was a facade, a show. Your, 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 your uh, fruits and your tree were plastic. It was no proper roots. It was a plastic tree. See, a plastic tree sometimes look real. With plastic fruits, sometimes they look real. Sometimes we go to some churches, they, they, they manufacture miracles. They say, you, today you are going to, you are deaf and dumb. Today you see and you hear. Have you heard? Then you, 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 they, they come and insert you in the church. And then they start to preach. They start to, they start to make, make uh, what do you call it, uh, some signs and miracles. And then they call you. <laughs> Who brought this one? Then they find somebody to say, I brought her. She's been, she's been deaf and dumb since birth. <laughs> Pray for in the name of Jesus. Say one, one, two, two, three. Hey, it's a miracle. Ah, 
same, is it not a miracle? Did I not tell you about the contract miracle people? It's happening everywhere. Because we are all interested in the, the red and green. Instead of going down to the roots. Because you see, the root is in the depth. The root has worms by it. The root is not beautiful. The root, you see, anything that has to do with God is not beautiful. Because real relationship with God is not in church. Jesus said that go into your closet, close your door and pray in secret and the God that sees in secret will reward you openly. See, anything that is real, that is done by God, with God, is done in secret, is done in the the dirt, is done underground. You can't see it. Hallelujah. I have a lot of preachers. Yeah. And I, I want to raise a lot of preachers, a lot of people who know and are grounded in the word. Amen. Not, not Amen. miracles. You see, so that when tomorrow if somebody comes to stand here and he's doing miracles, you are not moved. Right. You get me? You are not moved. Because it's like, what you are doing is just concept. Finish and go. <laughs> they that know their God, they shall be strong. And they shall do exploits. Not concept. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> um, let me move on straight before I get into trouble. James chapter 2. I don't want to get in trouble. I have my supervisors here, so. I have a lot of supervisors, so. <laughs> James chapter 2, verse 14. Bible says that, What does it profit, my brethren, If someone says he has faith, but does not have works, can faith save him? If a brother or a sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warm and be filled, but you do not give give them, you do not give them the, the things that are needed, for the body, what does it profit? Thus, also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I do have works. Show me your faith without your works. And I will show you, I will show you my faith by my works. And you believe that there is one God. <laughs> you do well. Even demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled when which says, Abraham believed God and was accounted to him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. 
Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out? Another way, for us, the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Hallelujah. So with this passage, we started looking at the different kinds of faith. Amen. The different kinds of faith. Last week, we looked at Dead faith. Dead faith. Someone say dead faith. <laughs> Some people have dead faith. And I recall telling you that charismatic Christians, Pentecostal type of Christians, operate this type of faith. Dead faith. Amen. Oh, somebody say dead faith. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna prove, I'm gonna prove what I'm saying. Um, what was the, let's go back to 14. 14 says what? What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him if a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food? And one of you says, depart in peace, be warm, be filled, but does not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus, faith also, faith itself, if not, if it does not have works, is what? Dead. That is dead faith. I want to add one thing that we saw in, in verse 14. So, dead faith is the same as verse 14, first line. What does it profit if, my brethren, if someone says, Someone says, verbal faith. <laughs> verbal faith equals dead faith. <laughs> if, someone says, if someone says, he has faith, but has not got works, it is dead. Isn't it? It's dead faith, right? And I challenged us, if you remember last week, to an ex- a self-examination to find out if you are if you pass this test, if as a Christian you can not point to something or a blessing or a circumstance where you have not used your own connections, you have not used your own uh, money or, or ability or whatever to achieve or receive something. Because faith is ex- something you exercise. Are you with me? We, we, we define faith in Hebrews 11. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. Means that faith is something you are looking for, which is tangible. Yes? Of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen, which means that you haven't seen it. So it's something you are looking for. Something is a substance that you want, you need, you, you want, you like but you haven't seen it. You don't have it. The evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. They obtained things because they had faith. And I, my challenge was, what have you received in the last six months, in the last one year, that you received by faith? What you received through the exercise of faith? And a lot of us failed 
<laughs> a lot of us couldn't point to anything that we could say that this one God gave me. Don't start that argument again, please, I beg you. We have moved on. The, we, had, we had a battle. Some people were trying to intellectualize, you see. And, and, and that is the problem with the charismatic church today. We are verbal, intellectual, analytical, no works. Just, just intellectual, we intellectualize the Bible. We give mental acceptance to the Bible, but not faith. That is why these uneducated people have come with works. And they are sweeping our nations, they are sweeping across Africa with fake manifestations. And people are believing them. Because we who have the truth, we have become dead in our faith. We don't, we have become paralyzed in our analysis. We have, we have paralysis of analysis. Analysis is what is paralyzing us. We are analyzing everything. Yes, the Bible. So it's like we've become Bible scholars. Talking a lot of grammar. No works. Hallelujah. That is dead faith. Because we, re- we realize when he was arguing, Paul was arguing with Abraham and Rahab. All Paul was talking about was the act that showed their faith. If you go to Hebrews 11, everybody that was listed, it was about their actions. It was not about their intellectual or their mental acceptance of something. It's something they did. And what they did justified them. Amen. Faith is not what you say you believe. Faith is what you do because of what you say you believe. So my question was, what have you done because of what you believe? That's how come you cannot, we cannot see any miracles in our own lives. Because we say we believe, but we don't act on what we believe. That's why when you come to the church, those who are corrupt in the world, they are in the church, corrupt in the church as well. Because we say we believe, but really, when it comes to it, we have to use our connections. When it comes to it, we have to go and borrow money. When it comes to it, we have to do what the world is doing. So what makes us different? Our faith doesn't work. Are you with me? If, if the people without faith in the world believe that if I don't sleep with a man, he won't marry me. And those of us who say we believe in God and we believe that when we pray, God hears us. We, too, we are sleeping with people. In the hope that they will marry us. What, what, is, the, what is the difference? What, what is the difference? No difference. No difference. One is sanctified sex. Oh. <laughs> Sister, to the back. No. As you are talking, it's coming through my microphone. Somebody is here and they think that I'm saying, I'm the one saying that. To the back. Hallelujah. How many understand what I'm saying? It's all verbal faith. Talking. Remember the man who went to Jesus with a a child that had uh, epilepsy? He said, Jesus asked him, do you believe? 
He said, yes, I believe. But that man was smart. Because if he had been, if he had left it there, he would have been a charismatic Pentecostal Christian and he wouldn't have received anything. Because you all believe. We all say, yes, we believe. And we'll stop there. But he said, help my own belief. I believe, but I really don't believe. That is why we don't get healed. I have been doing this work for a while. And I tell you, majority of the times when you have like a program, healing program, the people who get healed are visitors. Or people who don't believe in God, unbelievers, they get healed. Because they come raw. And whatever is said, they act on it. And they get healed. But those of us who are sitting, we have, we have dead faith and we have verbal faith. Do you believe? We say we believe. But don't do anything. Don't act on it. So we don't see anything. Amen. I pray that will change. Amen. Then we moved on to the number two. I mentioned it. What was it? Demonic faith. I'm sure you are all interested. <laughs> demonic, someone say demonic faith. Verse 18. Verse 18 and 19. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. Verse 19. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and they they believe and they tremble. Do you know that the one who is trembling is different from the one who just said they believe. But their faith is dead. See, to tremble means emotional. So the one who Responds to faith with their emotions. <laughs> they will start crying. They will start rolling on the floor. They start, but you know, they don't believe anything. <laughs> roll from one side to that side. To roll from one side to that side. It's emotionalism. Demons operate this type of faith. Are you with me? When a demon is in somebody. And you are casting it. They will pray to emotions. Sometimes they will be begging you, please. If you are not experienced, you will leave them in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember praying for one, one casting out one demon like that. The, the, the demons were so many coming out of this one particular girl. Many. Then the last one, oh, please, I'm tired. I'm tired. I said, me too, I'm tired. Get out. <laughs> Mark chapter 3. Mark 3, 11. Mark 3, 11 and 12. Look at the encounters of Jesus. And the unclean spirits, when they saw him, fell before him and cried out saying, you are the son of God. But he sternly warned them, that they should not make him known. Can you see that? Unclean spirit came out. Which means that your belief that Jesus is supreme 
doesn't really mean much. Because demons also believe the same thing. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Your belief that uh, uh, Jesus exists doesn't mean... Do you know that demons believe that Jesus is? They also believe that Jesus will come and punish them. Luke chapter 8. Verse 31. And they begged him that he would not command them to go into, go out into the abyss. They were afraid of judgment. They didn't, because you see, demons operate on the earth through bodies. Are you with me? That's why when we are doing any uh, ministration and demons are being cast out, don't be looking around and don't be unconcerned and idle because you become a target that they will jump into. Uh, you, I hope I'm not scaring you, but that's the truth. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they don't, they, they cannot operate on earth, on the earth when they are suspended. So when they are cast out and they are out, they have to float. And that floating means they cannot find anybody. That's why they begged the uh, man of Gadara, bad man of Gadara, they begged that put us in the pits. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Matthew 8, 28. They believe Jesus will judge them. Matthew 8, 28 and 29. And he had come, when he had come to the other side of the country, of the gatherings, they met him. A demon possessed, two demon possessed men coming out of the tomb, exceedingly fierce, so that no one could pass that way. And suddenly they cried out, saying, What have we to do with you, Jesus, Son of God? Have you come to torment us before our time? So they believe that Jesus will torment them. See, I, I'm trying to make you see that believing in Jesus alone is not enough. Because demons also believe. And they, they know he will judge them. They are afraid. They tremble. We don't tremble when the name of Jesus is mentioned. But they tremble when the name of Jesus is mentioned. But that doesn't qualify them to have faith. Amen. There are some of us, we, we, we operate this type of faith, demon type of faith. We, we believe, we tremble, but after we leave the house of God, nothing ever changes. You pray for them, they will fall, they will cry, they will dance, they will spoil the whole carpet with their spit and everything. Yeah. But they'll go home and nothing will change. You see, for demons to be cast out of anybody, you must reject them. Are you with me? You must be willing to reject them. That's the first thing. And then I must have the authority to cast them out. That's the equation. Are you with me? So if I have the authority to cast them out and you are willing to keep them, because 
let me let me let me let me practicalize it. Let's say you have a demon of nicotine or a demon of a drug, and you love the drug, and I have the authority to cast out that demon, and I come and I'm casting that demon out, and you don't want that thing to leave. There's no way that demon will leave, because God is God has put everybody's will in in their hands. Are you with me? You, I, I don't have I don't have authority over your will. That's right. So you must be willing. I, are you getting it? You must be willing, and then I must have the authority because if I'm trying to cast out and I don't have authority, <laughs> it won't work. Paul, I know. <laughs> That's why you shouldn't jump and go and try and cast out any demon when you you yourself your prayer life is not correct, your word life is not correct, your whole lifestyle is not correct. Don't try it. <laughs> you see, police operate by authority and power. All right? It doesn't matter how, how young, how weak they look. If they have authority, they can say to the strongest man, pack your car, and the strongest man will pack. They are using authority. Are you with me? But when the, the authority fails... And you think you are stronger than this weak-looking policeman. And you get up and you're trying to fight him. Then he switches from authority to power. That's when they will call backup. They will call the police. If the police can't do it, they'll call the army. If the army can't do it, they'll call the Air Force. If the Air Force, they will call the Navy. By the time they finish it, you know where power lies. <laughs> are you understanding that? Yeah. So, in the same way, as a, as, as a, a Christian, as a man of God, I'm operating by two things. Authority and power. If authority is not working, I can move into power. Hallelujah. Are you understanding? That's why you must live right. Because the more righteous you are, the more authority you have. The more prayerful you are, the more authority you have. The more word you have, the more authority you have. Because it grows in levels. Are you with me? So the more fasted life you have, the more authority you have. If you don't fast, you don't pray, you don't read the Bible, you don't have any authority. Don't, don't go and play with the big boys. <laughs> so, this type of faith operates using intellect and emotions, isn't it? And this doesn't do much for the Christian. All right? Let's go on. So we've talked about how many types of faith? Two. Two faith. Okay. Next one. No faith at all. So I say no faith. Mark 4.40. Mark chapter 4 verse 40. This one has no faith. And it will amaze you that in the church there are people with no faith. In the church. In the church. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? He says, oh, anytime you are afraid, anything you are afraid, hey, what's it, hey, what's it? Hey, you are exhibiting a type of faith. It's a type. And the, the faith is no faith. no faith. You know, you see, when you are somebody who always analyzing Bringing counter, counter arguments. Why we should not take this step. 
you are operating no faith. Why it cannot be done? When Jesus said that I must go to Jerusalem to be crucified, what did Peter say? Far from you, Lord. We will not allow this thing to happen. He was operating no faith. And we read in in, uh, Revelation 21, and the fearful and unbelieving would take their place together with the witches, the horse, the, the madras, in hell. Somebody look for that scripture for me. You see that the f- being fearful is also another type of faith which is negative. Look for it quickly for me so I can move on. See, fear is not a good thing. And fear is, is because of experiences you may have had. Past experience of failure incapacitates you and makes you fearful. 21, 8. Put it on quickly. But the cowardly, the the, uh, King James says that the fearful and unbelieving, abominable, murderous, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. You'll be be amazed that the fearful is seen by God as a murderer. Same level. Because of no faith. Because it's impossible to please God without faith. So God hates people who have no faith. That is why as a Christian, you must exercise your faith. From the day you get born again, you are working in the Christian faith. Try and exercise your faith. From, you see, faith grows. Baby steps. Take a step of faith. Try God. Try something. Try, do something. Do something because you are justified by faith, not by works. And faith is not what you believe or what you say you believe. Faith is what you do because of what you believe. So if you believe, do something with what you say you believe. That is why it's a challenge for some of us to live a pure and a holy life. Because really, we say we believe, but we don't believe. Because when you believe, you will do. If you believe in prayer, it will be difficult to pray. If you don't believe in prayer and you say you believe in prayer, you always be struggling. Because what you believe in is very easy to stay at it. You see, this girl, come. She believes in something. Hey, we know. We know, we know. We know, we know. She, this girl believes in something. Stand on the third step. I'm going to use you for a very bad uh, example because you always give me a lot of problems. This girl used to be how many stones? I don't know any stones, but I know in kgs. You tell me the kgs, I'll tell you stones. 90 kgs. She was a bit more than 
She was 21 stones. No, no, no. She was, she was, what size? Okay, let's start with size. She was size 20. Size 20. So size 20 is about 106. 105, 106. No, size. Size. No, no, no. The cage is wrong. Use the size. Because I saw her. You didn't see her. I saw her. She was twice the person she's standing here. Or a bit more than that. How many will agree that she was a bit more than that? She was a bit more than twice the human being standing here. Somebody put the picture back. Put the picture on. Put the picture on. She's annoying me. She was twice, three times the size. And, 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 and this is re- this is not too long ago. About three years. Three years ago. I remember the day we were standing. Where were we standing? Which part of this? We were standing here. Isn't it? End of the year. We're standing here. And she said, Pastor, I am going, next, this year we've entered, I'm going to lose weight. 2015. I'm going to lose weight. And I was standing here. I think Peggy was standing here. And we, both of us laughed at her. We were at a time, we were all skinnier than her. And we said, it won't happen. But she believed in something. And you see, that thing that she believed in made her work. Are you looking for the picture? Okay. Listen, she believed in it and she worked for it. Ah, she eats like a squirrel. Yeah. She eats like a squirrel and she works like a horse. When you say you are working out, you can't outwork out this girl. I, I tried one day, I realized that's a stupid move. Yeah. This is even a slimmer version. That's a smaller version. I, I, I'm talking about practical faith. Go and sit down before. I, I'm talking about when you say you believe something, it is not what you are saying. Because you see, the day she said, Listen, listen, listen. The day she said she was going to lose her weight, we all said, all three of us, I said I also going, if you lose weight, I'll lose weight. And then Peggy also said, if you lose weight, if you can lose, then I also can lose. But guess what? <laughs> I, I guess it didn't work for me. <laughs> But when you believe something, it's not what you are saying, it's what you are doing. It tells us that you believe. You say you believe in God. You say you want to serve God. Don't talk. Do. 
Work and let's see. Pray and let's see. I am, I am committed. I'm a committed member of the church. And then we do can't find you, my friend. We can't find you. So today is total commitment. This year is my year of total commitment. Two months into cook total. Can't be. So that is no faith. Next one. I pray I'm helping somebody. Yeah, change your, your Christian life. Move from no faith. Move from uh, uh, demonic faith. Move from dead faith. Move. The next one is weak faith. You have started. Romans 14. <laughs> Romans 14. You see, you never hear this message anywhere. Yeah, because even the pastors, we, some of us have that we practice. <laughs> hey, people. Receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to dis- disputes. But over doubtful things. Amen. Verse 2. For one believes he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats only vegetables. I just thought I'd read verse 2. Let me go to verse 3. Let not him who eats despise him who does not eat. Let let not him who does not eat judge him who eats for God has received him. (laughs) But the one who is weak in faith eats vegetables. Uh, I think this this is is a camp meeting sermon. (laughs) <laughs> I'll leave it alone. <laughs> so when you see these vegetarians, tell them that they are weak in faith. And show them this, this scripture. <laughs> okay, okay, Romans 4.19. Romans 4.19. Everything is blessed. So eat it. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. This is talking about Abraham and Sarah. Already dead, since he was about to be 100 years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. So when God told him he was going to bless the world and multiply the world through him and through his seed. He not being weak in faith. See, weak in faith is somebody who analyzes circumstances, analyzes things. Even though they want to believe, they want to do, 
But when they analyze the thing, they become paralyzed. And so they take a step, but the step is half a step. Ah, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Listen, Christianity is not about what we say. It's about what we do. Ah, you getting it. I'm trying to make you faith people. Uh, I don't know whether. Yeah. You remember, I was telling you in Luke 18, Jesus said that when he comes, when the son of man comes again, would he find such faith on earth? Would he find people still praying? Because prayer is a sign of your faith. That is why you, you fast and pray. Because you believe in the prayer. You believe in the God who answers the prayer. Amen. So weak faith. Receive one who is weak in faith. Don't have argument with him. Just encourage him and leave him. Next one. How many have you got? I said I was going to give you three. Now I'm giving a lot more. My time is up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> people, you like, come next week. I, I, I'll give you one headline and then come next week and we'll continue. Little faith. Little faith. Matthew 8, 23 to 26 and we are closing. Little faith. And when he was, when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him, and behold, there arose a great tempest of, in the sea, in so much, Matthew 8, verse 20, I'm on 24 now, in so much that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep, and his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But he said, to them, why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the sea, and there was a great calm. Hallelujah. So, little faith. Little faith. Why did they have little faith? Number one reasons was because they were looking at their circumstances. I'm trying to disabuse your mind from being so intelligent. <laughs> you see, what stops it? The Bible says that the carnal man receives nothing from God because they are spiritually discerned. The carnal man, which means the natural man, the intellectual man, the man who's sophisticated, the man who's educated, the man who knows the science student, the intelligent people. They receive nothing from God. Now you are trying to run away. <laughs> You see, those who are so intelligent, they don't receive anything from God because they are so conscious 
with their minds. Everything is one plus one equals two. Two minus one is one. Do you understand? It's logical. But you see, the things of the kingdom is not by logic. The things of the kingdom doesn't make sense. Because the unseen controls the seen. Faith, by faith, we know that the world was framed by the things that we cannot see. So our belief in the things that we cannot see is more stronger than the things we can see. I think I'm giving too much to chew on. Sometimes our doubt is the reason why our faith is small. That's why, personally, I don't allow people to introduce doubt to anything I'm doing. If I, I'm saying we are doing this, and then someone says, eh, what is it? Shut up. Just shut up. If you don't have anything intelligent to say, don't say anything. Because by the time you have enumerated all your logical arguments, what you are saying is that we can't do it. You understand what I'm saying? And I have never operated that way. I'm not very sophisticated. I'm just simple. What is he saying? Let's try it. When we try it and it doesn't work, the failure is not my failure. It's not my shame. Maybe I didn't read it well, so let me go back and read it well. (laughs) Maybe I didn't believe it well, so let me go and believe it well and try again. That's That's how my life has always been. And I can tell you, it works. Oh, yeah, it works. I have gone to some places to ask for houses, and I didn't have a pound in my pocket. Give me the house price. If I want this and I want this, I don't have anything. But guess what? Somehow, can't tell you how. It works. Hallelujah. I say, this thing works. This thing works. I don't know whether you believe it or not, but it works. And I always say to you, if you don't have any example, use the example of this building. We didn't have the money. We didn't have anything. We came, we said we are buying. Because I read somewhere in the Bible that through wisdom is a house built. And by understanding is it filled with goodly things. That's what I read and I believed it. And then I read somewhere in James, if you, have, if you lack wisdom, ask God. He who gives liberally without abrading will give him. So I asked. Simple. Faith is very, 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 uh, what's the word? It's a very natural phenomenon because we all have faith. It is not in the realm of his possibilities because None of you coming here examine the chair you are sitting on before you sat on. Because you had faith in the chair. <laughs> Have you never sat on a chair and fell before? <laughs> huh? How come you didn't examine this chair before sitting on it? Because you, you knew the chair can support your weight. 
You have faith in the chair, but you don't have faith in the God who created the man who created the chair. Rise to your feet.